What's up, what's up, what's up? You are now tuned into What's the Word podcast. I am your host, Just Jazz, and I have three main goals to encourage you to grow godly character, to equip you to live effectively in today's society, and to open you to salvation through Jesus Christ. So ditch what you heard and let's discover what's the word. Welcome back, scholars. Today's episode is titled Don't Fall for the High because it is easy to get roped in by the glitz and glam of people's lives. But remember that everything that glitters isn't gold. Instagram and Snapchat only shows you the best of what's going on. You know that. But did you know that people have been fronting since before Jesus days? Talk about a generational curse. The people back in Jerusalem dedicated a lot of time to rebuild the temple and even 52 more days to rebuild the wall. But on the inside, the people's lives were still ruined. Our goal should be to rebuild from the inside out on our spiritual journey. Some wins for the week is that I was able to dedicate more time to make the necessary adjustments that I needed to make in my life. If I'm being totally honest, I booked a hair appointment and a photo shoot before even having all of the details for the contest ironed out and God had to let me know Whoop, whoop, stop, hold on, you making this show about you. God told me this, who are you really doing this for? You don't need a new hairstyle to do my work. You don't need new pictures in order to tell more people about the kingdom. That's what you want. What God really did was allow me more time to align with his word physically, mentally, and spiritually. I know to some I might sound repetitive, but that's how often I have to remind myself that this, this right here, This is not about me, but it's about him. With that being said, make sure you click the link in the show notes because this is the last week to register for the party code and I want to see all of you there. As you know, we are studying the book of Nehemiah and it is a quick read. Many of the characters have already been introduced to us. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I strongly suggest that you do so so that you can have a better understanding of where we are. Let me set the scene. Nehemiah came back to Jerusalem to find more than just broken walls. The people were being corrupt again in such a short time, which reminds me to not be judgmental because I know that backsliding can happen to anyone at any moment. We must constantly check our behavior against God's standard in the Bible so that we do not go back to our sinful ways. In chapter 8, Ezra reads the law to all who are able to understand. Ezra is the spiritual leader and Nehemiah is something like the political leader, like the governor. The people saw how far from God's standard they were living and began to weep immediately. They were so remorseful. In chapter 9, the Israelites are reminded of their long history with God and how he has continued to provide, which teaches us as believers to remember to reflect on God's promises. Reviewing our past helps us understand how to improve our behavior and promotes spiritual growth. There is no limit on repentance. We just have to be wholehearted with God at all times. In verse 28 of the same chapter, we are reminded that as humans, the very things that God blesses us with sometimes become the things that we place before God. Right now, I want you to ask yourself a serious question. Do your blessings make you draw closer to God or do they make you feel as if you are self-made, resulting in God being on the back burner? In chapter 10, we begin to recognize the faith. Our love for God has to go beyond church on Sunday and Bible study on Saturday. When studying right, everything is affected. Our relationships, our free time, and even our possessions. When we agree to live in ordinance with God's word, we promise to serve him, his way, in any and every way. It's like a marriage to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, to death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance. How many people make that commitment with other people before making that commitment to God? 
People get caught up in securing everything, the bag, the boo, except their faith. Don't let that be you. I'm not judging, but it won't be me. In chapter 11, what was most significant to me is that Nehemiah had to convince people to move inside of the city limits to live with God. And the same is still happening today. No one should have to convince you that living with God is better. But if I have to, I will. That's a plug for the podcast. The people on the outside had strong opinions about what it meant to live on the inside or with God. They thought that the people in the city were weak for following so many rules, excluding them from getting a bag because of their beliefs. Moving to live inside of the city limits meant rebuilding and reestablishing their worth, which took time, money, and energy. Living inside of the city limits also meant that they felt the pressure to be better because of their proximity to God. And that's a word for me because it's been people falling out of my life and I've been trying to see what was going on and now I can see it. Chapter 12 tells us about the specifics of the temple with history of people dating back to the time of the first wave of exiles. And that's where we find ourselves today in scripture. Nehemiah chapter 13 verses 19 through 22. Again, I am reading from the NIV version of the Bible. My Bible reads at verse 19. When evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not to be open until the Sabbath was over. I stationed some of my own men at the gate so that no load could be brought in on the Sabbath day. Once or twice, the merchants and sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside of Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I will lay hands on you. From that time on, they no longer came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and to go guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Today, I want to remind you that when we take our focus off God, our lives begin to fall apart. In chapter 13, Nehemiah has returned to Jerusalem after a short trip to the lawn, that's Babylon, and finds that the people are not following the covenant as planned. They have remixed it and they are doing what they feel is right. They even let an enemy, the same person who sent four letters trying to plot against Nehemiah, have a room in the temple because his daughter was married to one of the high priests. Nehemiah is about that life though and scripture says that he lets them know verbatim I will lay hands on you in verse 21 and further along he got active very physical because it meant that much to him so serious question are you keeping it cute or are you about the righteous life righteous doesn't mean perfect in order to get better we have to be willing to acknowledge where we fall short we have to do the work i used to tell my students that fake reading is worse than not reading the same is true even with this doing the real work it requires to live in alignment with god is better than faking it but faking it is worse than not genuinely trying here are some ways that we can make sure that we are not falling for the hype but actually leading by example The first way we can make sure we're not falling for the hype is to have a clear purpose on what we're doing and keep evaluating it in the light of God's will. Again, some of us need to spend less time with our friends and on social media and more time aligning ourselves with the will of God. I will not make it sound easy or even like it's something that I have mastered because there is always room for growth. Nothing preventing Nehemiah from staying on track. We also have to make sure that we be straightforward and honest. And like I've confessed many times before, if not on here, then somewhere on social media, that there was a time when I couldn't be honest with myself so beating around the bush was my favorite route to go and it helped absolutely no one get absolutely nowhere don't be that person if you have someone in your life that loves you enough to tell you how it is without trying to hurt your feelings take it thank them for their honesty Nehemiah told it how it was no matter how much harder it made his job 
Another way to make sure we are leading by example is to live above reproach. And this simply means that you should not be indulging in anything that will embarrass you or bring your worth down. When the enemy continued to come for Nehemiah, he was not moved at all. He actually kept his same energy because he knew what they were working with, which was not much. Actually, it was all lies. He was on Marion's level of unbothered because his hands weren't dirty. And the last thing we can do to make sure that we are leading by example is to be a person of constant prayer. Who you are in constant communication with shows. It shows in your actions, in your lingo, in your attitude. So why not always be in communication with the Lord? Prayer is the most powerful thing you can do for someone and even for yourself. Daily prayer draws us closer to God. Everything Nehemiah did glorify God. In closing, I want to invite you to consider making Jesus your Lord and Savior because the choice is yours. Growing up, I wanted to be a teacher so that I could be in charge, so that people would listen to me. I aspire to continue to move up the ladder so that I can be the type of leader that I wanted to see. What I didn't know is that the higher up you go, the less thanks you get. Being over the teachers is way less glamorous than I thought. The day-to-day in the life of a leader who takes the responsibility of their life seriously is not cute or fun. It's a thankless position filled with pressures to compromise values and standards. My Bible tells me that Nehemiah was able to accomplish big things even in the midst of adversity because he knew that there was no success without the risk of failure, no reward without hard work, no opportunity without criticism, and no true leadership without trust in God. The book of Nehemiah wasn't only about rebuilding the wall of a great city, but also about spiritual renewal, the rebuilding of our total dependence on God. We must have God at the center of everything we do. Once again, I would like to thank you for tuning in to What's the Word podcast. If someone was on your mind while listening, please send them the link. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review, y'all. Make sure you connect with us on social media, on Instagram at underscore underscore what's the word podcast and on Twitter at underscore underscore what's the word. If no one has told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. Now go be a blessing. Be sure to click the link in the show notes so that you can be in attendance at next week's party, July 11th. Be there or be, well, this is pretty easy. Don't be circle. Be square. <laughs>